You know, Tahir, I'm, I'm always the one coming up with a podcast intro. I mean, do you have an idea this time? That works. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSP Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Tahir Hamed. Today, I'm going to be talking about referral partners for MSPs. And this is very important because this could be a serious source of revenue for you. Now, I have been reluctant to do an episode on this because I have failed at this over the last seven years that I've been here. And I'll explain why I am doing this episode and I'll explain some, some good things that I've learned to make sure these are successful. It was always a situation where I was like, okay, cool. Like this partner has opportunity. So I would, we'd schedule lunch with them. We would talk about how awesome this would be. We're both on board. And then I would send them leads and it was never reciprocated. And I was always like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what is going on here? Like, I feel like I was helpful. I know I've been sending them leads. Like, do they not like me? Like, I don't know. It was kind of weird. It was just an odd thing. So I would always send leads one way, never get them back. But what's kept me motivated over these last seven years is seeing people in my peer group or just other MSPs I know that are doing this successfully. Two examples. One is a MSP out of Colorado. He's a really, really good friend of mine. And he developed a partnership with a HIPAA consultant. The HIPAA consultant doesn't do IT. The HIPAA consultant is working on larger organizations this individual would send him leads for their healthcare clients because that's their primary vertical. They're not, it's not their only vertical, but it's their primary vertical. And lo and behold, the HIPAA consultant sent him leads and they were great leads. They were hospitals. They were big MRR. So he has been killing it with that one partnership. So I guess the moral of the story of this, and I'll tell my other example here in a minute, is partnerships don't work until they do. Because you only need one. I don't think there's any MSP that's got multiple of these awesome referral partners. Another organization coined it, I forget who, um, Center of Influences, which I love. So you only need one. And so seeing an example like that, and then another example is an MSP in my peer group that has a relationship with a penetration testing company that does not do IT. So they give them leads for penetration testing. That penetration testing company will do a penetration test on an organization and say, whoa, you need some serious help. This is the MSP that we work with. has been huge for them. So seeing those two MSPs do this well and other MSPs do partnerships well made me realize that it works. I just have to figure out how to make it work for us. And you only need one. So finally, this month, or like this last month, we have developed our first per partnership that is already working and working well. And I want to tell the story behind that really quickly. It, it's, it frames the rest of the discussion. And I'll give specific referral partnership examples, and I'll give specifics on how to keep them engaged. So this story. We had a dealership client. It was our only dealership client. Um, they are, so, uh, they are, um, they, they have, they fall under the umbrella of the FTC safeguards and need to be compliant with it. Well, we were not proactive enough in keeping them informed on all this. He worked with a compliance consultant that recommended a different MSP. 
that they recommended, that they worked with. And they left. And, you know, he was honestly really, you know, really nice. He's like, hey, you guys have been amazing. You know, I'm just worried about this FTC thing. This is, you know, what this consultant recommended. And I was like, no worries at all. They're like right down the street street from us. The other MSP is like in another state. I wasn't really that worried, to be honest. And I was like, hey, no worries. Uh, you know, we have a 60 day, like they have to pay for two months. I only made him pay for one because the offboarding was done in one month. So I even gave him a credit on that. And he was just like super thankful. But I knew that that consultant was someone that I needed to get in with because he just got an MSP business. And he's talking to other dealerships. And I was like, that's the guy. That's the guy. So I was super professional over email. I even like tagged him a couple of times on, hey, how do you, you know, how does this work? You know, we're actually investing a lot into compliance right now, blah, blah, blah. Added him on LinkedIn, engaged with him stu his stuff a little bit. And he's been liking my stuff on LinkedIn specifically, which I'm not even posting my stuff. I'm posting a little bit, but it's mostly Maddie. Fast forward five months, and I hear from this individual, not the MSP, the consultant. And he said, hey, I've been seeing your stuff. You look like a bigger MSP that's probably more ready for a partnership like this. And the current MSP is still hasn't completed the checkboxes they need to get this company in compliance. Would you be willing to take them back? And of course, my response was absolutely. I was like, for sure, we'd love to. And he's like, cool. And the partnership with them because of this isn't really what I was expecting. Could we talk about you being the MSP refer? And of course, my answer was, yeah, sure. We'd, I'd love to have that discussion. Well, we already finished onboarding because most of the stuff was exactly as we left it. So we already brought them back at a higher MRR. And now develop, developing this partnership, they've got three more dealerships ready to go for me. Because... Well, one, we didn't give up, right? I stayed in contact with the client. I stayed in contact with the consultant. There's another episode we just did on, on staying in contact. And the so, ironically, the social media posts continuously engaged this individual to show what we do, how we do it, made us look bigger than we are, uh, made us look legit. And then now he has re-engaged us and we are that partner. This could be a big deal for us, right? I mean, three clients... On, it's going to be onboarded next month, most likely from this partnership. That's wonderful because I already have my own pipeline I'm working on. So now I get additional pipeline of a partnership. The reason I say all that is to explain the power of having the right partner that is in with your target market and now gets them in with you. And the other reason I explain that is to tell you, I failed for seven years at this and I'm just now getting a partnership that's adding MRR for us. So don't give up. Don't give up. There's other, the, a lot of MSPs grow a lot specifically off of solid partnerships. This should be one aspect of your growth, but don't drop the ball here. Make sure it is an aspect of your growth. Now let's get into some specifics. What are some specific referral partnerships and how do we specifically engage them to make sure we can actually get some reciprocation? So let's get into that. Number one, if you're a small MSP, you need to be reaching out to the larger MSPs. I did this earlier on when we were small because we didn't have an MRR minimum. I was happy to take anybody. So we reached out to the largest MSP in the area and they sent us leads. So you need to reach out to the largest MSP 
or some of maybe all of the larger MSPs in your area, doesn't matter how far away they are, because they have probably have an MR minimum that they have to they have to get to. They will send you leads all day because they want to make sure that lead has somewhere to go. An example is now we are the larger MSP in the area, and I have a small IT company that I refer a few leads a month. And a lot of times they are looking for monthly service. They're not, it's not like I'm just referring projects. So he's very happy with me and I'm very happy with him because I need somewhere to put these people. I don't want to just be like, nah, we can't handle you. You know, I want to, I want to give them guidance. So that needs to be the first place you go if you're a smaller MSP. And if you're a larger MSP, you're probably going to be happy to give them to the smaller MSP. So that is, um, that's the first referral partnership that I think is the easiest and most effective one. Number two, HIPAA consultants. I already talk, talked about that. Um, but it's important, especially because healthcare organizations are taking HIPAA way more seriously, which is ironic because OCR penalties are way down. But either way, they understand that there's value in, in understanding this compliance and getting a hold of it. So the HIPAA consultant market is growing. We are currently working on a partnership with a HIPAA consultant locally. And who, does, who do HIPAA consultants work with? Larger organizations. So hospitals and larger entities, you get in with one of those and you prove that you're legit, they're going to get you a lot of business as you, as the preferred provider. And you will likely get them a lot of business because if you're already in healthcare and you know how to hand, manage healthcare, they need a HIPAA consultant in a lot of cases for the other stuff. We can manage the technical safeguards, but the administrative safeguards and other things, they're going to want a consultant for so that's a wonderful one to develop, and that's what my friend has developed up in Colorado, and it's worked beautifully for him. All right, moving on. Uh, IT auditors in the same vein. Uh, there's specific HIPAA consultants, but there's also IT auditors, which I'm kind of seeing more of, which is odd, but I am seeing more of it. These are usually people that came from enterprise. They started a little business. They don't want to manage staffs. So they just want to be you know, the consultant that comes in and says, oh, this, this, and this. That can be annoying for us as an MSP if my client is having me talk to a consultant. You know, that's happened a couple times this year, and, and it is a little annoying because it's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, we know what we're doing, but I understand third-party consultant is a thing that's always going to be around. So I'm developing a relationship with those consultants because a lot of times the consultant's like, wow, these, this is a really good spot. So I've already made a good impression on them. I now get to reach out and, and introduce myself, take them to lunch, and, and try and develop a partnership because they do need somebody to turn to. All right, moving on. Um, associations. So an example, um, we have quite a few housing authority clients. We love housing authority clients. We go to the uh, association like conference. And so now I'm working on getting more in bed with their association. And I'm doing that specifically with getting case studies and video testimonials from our current housing authority clients to show social proof that, hey, you need your housing authorities and your association to be taken care of. And we are a proven IT and security company that takes care of housing authorities specifically. That's my end, right? It's still going to be work. It's not like I can send that email and boom, we start getting referrals, right? And we're going to talk about the specific work that needs to happen, but it's going to be an ongoing engagement until we become more and more in bed with them. And I want to reiterate that for the smaller MSPs that, need, that are going to be reaching out to larger MSPs for referrals. It is not going to be as easy as an email. I can assure you. Like, don't just send an email and say, oh, they didn't reply. They don't want to refer me business. 
you need to treat it like a sales process. Follow up with them, add them on LinkedIn, invite them to coffee, offer to pay for the lunch, whatever it is to get them to really know who you are and how you help and how they can refer their, you know, refer these leads that they're not going to take to you. And you may even offer a spiff, right? You may even offer a spiff to the salesperson where it's like, hey, I'll give you a thousand bucks every every time we close a deal, whatever it is. All right, so associations, that's very powerful. Whatever vertical you're in, go hard on the associations, whether it's offer to be a presenter, whether it's showing social proof of you helping their vertical. Be known in that space, in those associations. It will be a wonderful referral partner for you. And we are working on the HIPAA and we're working on the associations right now, and we have the um, the compliance consultant. So I do feel like, even though I failed for seven years, we're in hot pursuit because I feel like I'm finally doing it right. Moving on, internet providers. This has always kind of failed for us because the inter internet provider want to do managed switches and firewalls and access points and everything else now, but if you're in a different country or you're in a different place where you might actually have some independent internet providers that don't do all the other things, that could be a good referral partner for you. Copiers and printer providers that are not in the MSP space, it's becoming more rare, um, but that could be a wonderful center of influence too because they're already in there. They need help from the IT company. If the IT company's dropping the ball, boom, they can get you in. But unfortunately, most of them are also trying to be MSPs. But the good thing is they're not doing it very well. So it's actually an opportunity for us. There's lots of other referral partners. So most of today is to give you some specifics, but also just to kind of give you, get you in the mindset, which you, I know you've already been thinking about this kind of stuff. Just wanted to make it a little bit more tangible and something you can kind of go back and listen to for specifics and give you hopefully insight to find additional referral partner options or center of influences. Okay. So how do we keep them engaged? How do we engage engage referral partners to where they are actually going to refer us business. There's a couple of key ways to do this. What I did in the past is I scheduled a breakfast or a lunch. We talked about how awesome it would be to be referral partners. We were both on page and then I on, on page with that. And then I just sent them leads. Don't do that. Don't do what I've done. <laughs> it's, it's failed miserably. So what I've been doing and what has now been getting traction because I'm, you know, learning from other MSPs and this is just seems to work a little better is ongoing meetings. So we will schedule uh, breakfast every quarter. We'll jump on a team's meeting for updates. So you are really engaging that partner. That's important. It can't, the relationship can't just be sending leads back and forth because it's going to, it's going to stale out or one party is going to be doing more than the other party. So ongoing meetings with agendas, you know, hopefully deliverables. It doesn't have to be super formal, but you, you need to have deliverables of what you want to get out of the meeting. The other thing that I've been doing, and I think this has been helpful and, and, and I hope it helps you is getting a separate email list of your partners. So get a separate email list in your CRM of specifically your partners and you are sending them out of that email list. So it's going to them individually, but you don't have to send it individually. What's going on with your MSP? What has changed? Have you added a commission structure for partners? How can they get you in the door? Do you have any sales collateral or marketing collateral you can send them to get you in the door? Educate and inform them on how you help. So you are highly relevant and you are constantly in their inbox, maybe once every two weeks. 
or once a month just to be relevant enough. So you're, they're getting that. They're doing calls with you. You guys are building a real relationship at this point, and it's not taking much time. You can automate most of that. You definitely want to add them on social media. Um, I always find that my partners are some of the people that engage the most with our, my posts, which is awesome because it helps get to my prospects more too because prospects may not be liking, commenting on the post, but I see, okay, cool, I might have gotten only eight likes in this LinkedIn post, but 800 people saw it. That's, you know, and then I look at the who who are those 800 people, and it's like CEO, president, vice president. You know, it's like, okay, cool, the exact people I want to see it because my partners help kind of boost that up. So make sure you, you add them on LinkedIn just so you can also inform and educate on, on what you're doing there too. Last one, and, and some partners are not even going to let you do this, but some partners are going to love this, and it's going to be a wonderful incentive. Offer spiffs and commissions. So ideally like a one-time spiff, just like you potentially sit, you know, potentially um, pay a, a salesperson. But you might have partners that want a reoccurring spiff on, on, on deals. And I'm okay with that. You know, if it's, if it's five to 8%, maybe even as high as 10%, I'm okay with that, especially if it's a large enough deal because I wouldn't have got that without them. So why wouldn't I be willing to pay for that on an ongoing basis? It's the same thing we do with master agents. There's a reason these VoIP providers are willing to pay us 20% because we have a big base and we can get their system into a lot more people than them trying to do it themselves. Even internet providers usually give like 13%. So as an MSP, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to be in that same vein of paying even on an ongoing basis, but start with spiff first to incentivize them to sell. Otherwise it's like, okay, you know, they're, they're going to try their best, but they're not going to have that sales desire like if you're paying them we all know money talks so if in a situation where you can get the referral partner more on board with payment go for it don't be afraid to do that all right i know that was a lot but um it's just cool to finally get some success with this and so i just wanted to kind of report on it how we've been doing it how we finally been able to accomplish this and how some of our peers are doing it I hope this works for you. I hope this was helpful. Um, and let's move to challenge of the week. Test your might. So you're saying we can't actually play the Mortal Kombat theme song? You don't have the budget. All right, Steven, it's up to you. Finish him. Challenge of the week. Excellent. All right, challenge this week. Do you have a referral partner? If not, why not? Is it like me where we're doing it wrong and think, hey, this doesn't work? The good thing is you can get motivation from MSPs that are doing this and getting these referral partners and say, okay, it does work. I just need to make it work for me because they don't work until they do and then they work beautifully. So challenge this week is to identify, do you have a referral partner or not? If not, go through this list of specific potential referral partners and trying to develop a relationship. This will not take a lot of time. I know we talk a lot. We talk about a lot of things and it can be overwhelming. Like, oh, all these things are going to take so much time. This one's not going to take a lot of time. You just got to keep it front and center. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to the no fluff MSP marketing podcast. We really, really appreciate the listeners. It's been amazing to see the growth of the podcast and we will not stop doing everything we can to help you grow your MSP. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next one.